Preface of Famous Men of Greece This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Ed Mead Famous Men of Greece by John H. Herron and A. B. Poland Preface The study of history, like the study of a landscape, should begin with the most conspicuous features. Not until these have been fixed in memory will the lesser features fall into their appropriate places and assume their right proportions. The famous men of ancient and modern times are the mountain peaks of history. It is logical, then, that the study of history should begin with the biographies of these men. Not only is it logical, it is also pedagogical. Experience has proven that in order to attract and hold the child's attention, each conspicuous feature of history presented to him should have an individual for its center. The child identifies himself with the personage presented. It is not Romulus, or Hercules, or Caesar, or Alexander that the child has in mind when he reads, but himself acting under similar conditions. Prominent educators, appreciating these truths, have long recognized the value of biography as a preparation for the study of history, and have given it an important place in their scheme of studies. The former practice, in many elementary schools, of beginning the detailed study of American history without any previous knowledge of general history, limited the pupil's range of vision, restricted his sympathies, and left him without material for comparisons. Moreover, it denied to him a knowledge of his inheritance from the Greek philosopher, the Roman lawgiver, the Teutonic lover of freedom. Hence the recommendation so strongly urged in the report of the Committee of Ten, and emphasized also in the report of the Committee of Fifteen, that the study of Greek, Roman, and modern European history in the form of biography should precede the study of detailed American history in our elementary schools. The Committee of Ten recommends an eight years course in history, beginning with the fifth year in school and continuing to the end of the high school course. The first two years of this course are given wholly to the study of biography and mythology. The Committee of Fifteen recommends that history be taught in all the grades of the elementary school and emphasizes the value of biography and of general history. The series of historical stories to which this volume belongs was prepared in conformity with the foregoing recommendations and with the best practice of leading schools. It has been the aim of the authors to make an interesting story of each man's life and to tell those stories in a style so simple that pupils in the lower grades will read them with pleasure and so dignified that they may be used with profit as textbooks for reading. Teachers who find it impracticable to give to the study of mythology and biography a place of its own in an already overcrowded curriculum usually prefer to correlate history with reading, and for this purpose the volumes of this series will be found most desirable. The value of the illustrations can scarcely be overestimated. They will be found to surpass, in number and excellence, anything heretofore offered in a school book. 
For the most part, they are reproductions of world-famous pictures, and for that reason, the artist's names are generally affixed. End of Preface